welcome back. It's I Peg Your Pardon. It's me, myself, and I, Marina, and I have a very lovely guest today with me. I'm one of my best friends from high school. I think we've known each other for like 10 years now. Um, she was my bestie, and uh, she has actually come to see me a few times. We celebrated birthdays together, and there's like a weird saying that Um, When you meet someone and you become part of their life for like seven years, they no longer are considered like a friend. They kind of just become family. And that's definitely how I view my beautiful, my wonderful friend, Erica. Say hello, darling. Hello, everybody. Yeah, so it's a a great great time to have her on here. We're going to go over some good subjects today. Um, I just wanted to touch base with everyone real quick about, you know, coronavirus. Uh, thanks to everyone who listened to last week's episode. Got some really funny um, comments, questions, notes, and everything like that. So keep them coming, guys. I respond back to you personally. I was brought to my attention. Maybe I should elaborate that this is called I Peg Your Pardon, but only on Instagram. Is it I underscore peg underscore your underscore pardon? So <laughs> keep that in mind. But keep shooting me those five-star ratings, subscribing, um, listening on all the forums that you have available, and definitely go follow my Instagram. I like to do polls and everything. But the update on coronavirus, I am still at home. I am still working from home. I am still cooped up, and it is driving me absolutely fucking crazy. I really wish I could go outside and do stuff, but, you know, it's just not safe out there, really, if you run into people. Uh, funny note, last week I talk all this, you know, hubba jubba about vibrators and sex toys and all of my sex toys died within like four minutes of each other while I was super horny and I was like, fuck, I gotta go charge all these and then I realized I didn't have batteries for some of them and it was just like a fucking chaotic mess. So if you're stuck at home, make sure you get yourself some batteries or have the charger on hand to charge up your sex toys because you don't want to be left sexually frustrated like I was. Trust me, it fucking sucks. Um, but yeah, keep washing your hands. You know, if you masturbate, go wash your hands afterwards. Pretend like you just chopped some onions. So, you know, you got to get all those juices off of there. Make sure you're clean and friendly. Hope everyone's staying safe. And, um, we're going to dive right in here with Erica. Go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to us, darling. <laughs> well, I'm Erica, and like Maria said, uh, we've been friends for 10 years now. Kind of crazy to think about. Uh, yeah, we met in high school, and uh, I remember meeting Marina. We were in a math class. I think it was a math class. And uh, we just instantly became friends, and she always stuck me off campus to go and get uh, coffees. <laughs> Wasn't so, it the Red Bull? Or no, it was the Rockstars, the flavored Rockstars from, like, Human yeah, Bean. Yeah, the watermelon, the watermelon Rockstars. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we just became friends kind of, kind of right off the bat. Yeah, we did. We were an inseparable group there, partying making bad choices. <laughs> Man, I think I did ecstasy for the first time with you. Oh, yeah. That was that was an interesting adventure. <laughs> yeah, right? Did like half of a red homer, but whatever. Uh, yeah, it's crazy that we've known each other for so long, and you've been a part oh, of yeah. so many of my sex ventures. You were there for the uh, 
Nuva Ring hula hoop story in the <laughs> in the what was that? I think that was like wasn't that a going away party or whatever before I moved to Idaho after high school? It was some sort of party, and I just remember we were in an RV, and then I turned around and saw a hoop in your new ring, and I go, all right, it's going to be a good night. <laughs> it's going to be a good night. This guy's hula hooping with Marina's new ring on his dick. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun time, but uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think your senior year, I think we literally partied for a week straight. That was fun. Oh, God. And <laughs> then when like you came to visit me. Go. In in Idaho, we partied for like a week straight in the freaking heat. Oh man, Idaho! I will never go back to Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, girl. Fair enough. Uh, <coughs> well, yeah. Good times. Good times. <laughs> good times. Sorry, everyone. I still have a little bit of a cough from my bronchitis. Just getting the last of the shit out of my lungs. But um. Yeah, today we're going to talk a little bit about um, abusive relationships and red flags. And just like, you know, I guess it's very common for women to get in relationships with a man and think that they're like the bee's fucking knees and then have things just really hit the fan. And I know personally, I've been in situations where I choose a guy over, you know, other people's judgment and their advice. And I end up isolating myself and losing lots of friends. But I also know Erica that I kind of met you because of an abusive relationship. Uh, yep, yep. Unfortunately, but uh, yeah, it was nice to have you around during all of that. Uh, I think you really helped me out with that situation. Oh, for sure. And we can't go into names, but for the sake of uh, you know, giving this person a title, we're going to call him douchebag. So explain to us a little bit about douchebag and your relationship with him because I came in kind of in the middle of it and I saw the signs for you and I kind of like weaseled you out of that relationship. But give us a little background on that one because I wasn't there for the full rundown. Um, so I was new at this high school and uh, douchebag, as we're going to call him, he was also a new student as well. And um we had met in the hallways. Uh, he complimented a tattoo I have. And um, he uh, walked me out to my car, and we just kind of started talking and hanging out. And things were pretty good. I mean, he was super attractive. Um, and he was really nice, really charming. And uh, so we started dating, and things were pretty cool. And then... It was like a couple weeks into the relationship, um, we would be walking down the hallways and I remember a guy looked at me and he stopped me and uh, he looked at me and he goes, why did that guy look at you? And I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't need, he goes, well, do you know who he is? I was like, no, I have no idea who he was. And it just got to this point where if any guy looked at me or said hi to me, I was accused of cheating on him or just snooping around behind his back. And and I just, I, I really didn't know what to do because I think I was so young and so naive and like, he was so cute. <laughs> and I just really didn't like want to lose him. You know, I'm like 17, I'm in love. And... <laughs> 
Um, but it it just kind of got to a controlling phase, and then it was to the point where I wasn't allowed to have any friends. I wasn't allowed to go out and hang out with my friends, and uh, even to the point where he I couldn't drive my car when he was with me. He had to drive my car so Jesus. that we were going to point A to point B. You know, I couldn't possibly make a sly right turn to somewhere where it could be some guy's house. I don't know. It was just really stupid. And um, and then it just got to the point where uh, it eventually turned to mental abuse. And he, he was, I mean, he was perfect at it. He charmed me and then it turned into this controlling phase. And then all of a sudden it was accusations and then it turned into just like I constantly being told that I was a piece of shit and nobody cared about me and nobody wanted me and I was so lucky to have him and it just it just kept spiraling down and I mean I had no friends because like I said he isolated me from everyone but um and then I met you Marita (laughs) yeah no I think I found you like, like crying in a hallway yeah, you did. Yeah, I was bawling my eyes out. And I was like, this girl's way too gorgeous to be fucking crying. Like, why is she crying? And then you broke it down about douchebag. And I was like, oh, my God. But it's crazy because, I mean, I've met so many women who have been in these relationships with basically a narcissist, someone who thinks that they are better than you and that you will never be able to do better than them when in reality, you know, they're a piece of coal and there's a piece of gold out there waiting for you to fucking come their way. So, you know, I just didn't stand for that. And I've never, you know, although I've been in my fair share, at that point in time, I was like, no, no, no. She's too young for a douchebag like this. I got to save her. Got to get her some friends. Got to get her out here. Like, she's new here. And she needs to get to meet some of these awesome people that we go to school with and who throw, like, raging parties and have a good time. Like, uh-huh. There are men out there that are going to treat you like gold, girl. Leave him, and you did end up leaving him. It was great. I yeah, I <laughs> ended up leaving him. Um, he was. Uh, I was supposed to go over and have dinner with his his family, and he saw that I made a comment to one of my guy friends that I know since I was like nine years old, and he flipped out. And he's like, "You know what? We're done. We're over." And I was just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, what the hell is going on? And I went to school, and I remember this girl came up to me, and she was like, hey, are you uh, dating this guy? And I was like, well, yeah, like, I was, but he broke up with me. And she goes, when did he break up with you? And I told her the day, and she goes, so you guys are still together, though? And I go, yeah. And she was like, I just want to let you know that she came over to my house, and, like, we hooked up. And I was like... Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. I see what sh- what you're doing here, bud. All right, got it. Um, thank you. Um, so I found out that he ended up cheating on me, and um, after that, the girl that came up and like pretty much like confessed and told me what was going on, like me and her became really good friends. And then all of the people that he was hanging out with, like they just kind of started seeing like who he was as a person. Like they would see. Whenever he saw me in the hallways, he would call me terrible names. And then so after we broke up, they were like, yeah, we kind of really don't like him. We like you. You're cool. So I uh, ended up, like, stealing all his friends and side pieces. That was really nice. 
<laughs> then he ended up moving away. So, and he's. I mean, it's not yeah. the worst abusive relationship I've ever been in, but it was the first, and it was. It was the gateway um, drug to not listening yes. to the red red flags and seeing the signs. Yeah, and I mean, all the red flags, all the signs were there, but when you're just so young, you just they're irrelevant. You really are irrelevant, and. Um, I mean, it's helped me with my future relationships. I mean, yes, there was another previous relationship years later down the road where I was kind of in the same situation. It was way worse. But, um, yeah, that was kind of like the foundation of like, oh, this is what being in an abusive relationship is like. Well, yeah, and I mean, it's crazy because you know that I was with that, that, that guy in the military for an extended amount of time and the amount of abuse that I went in that relationship, never physical, but like just mentally distorting my views on a relationship. I mean, doing that so young can really fuck up how you handle relationships as you grow older. And so, Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, creates, like I said, the gateway drug to more abusive relationships. And I know that they try and say like, oh, well, why don't you just leave him? And why don't you just do this? And it's not that you don't want, it's not that you can't. It's that a part of you believes what they're saying of you'll never find someone as good as me and no one actually likes you. And, you know, you're worthless. You start to believe that the more and more that someone tells you that. So, I mean, it really fucks with you as a woman or as a person in general to have that consistently said to you. So it's Mm -hmm. never a good, never a good thing, but you always have your friends to back you up, you know, and have your, um, have your best interest at heart, especially because I know it can be difficult when you get into a toxic relationship like that and you do isolate yourself and you you end your friendships or you stop talking to them because it's making that person mad and you're like, well, do I want to make you mad or do I just want to eliminate the thing that's making you mad? And then all of a sudden you end up alone with no one to turn to when things really hit the fan. But I've stuck there for you, you know, side by side. I mean, we had years we had a full year where we didn't talk yeah and then we just you know call each other one day and things are perfectly fucking fine like you just snap back into it and that's what that's what friendship is that's what real friendship is is just being there consistently yep yep but even when we call each other we're just we just pick up where we left off and we don't skip a beat nope you don't you don't skip a beat you just keep going with where everything's at um, that's just how, that's how friendship is. And if, especially once you've hit 10 years, I mean, you can't talk mm-hmm. to that person every fucking day and every, you know, month, even life happens, shit gets in the way. So you just have to be able to realize that everyone has a life and you just pick up where you left off and keep going and get updated on each other's lives. But it can be difficult when you have entered into a toxic relationship. I mean, I know when I ended things with the military dude, um, reconnecting with my friends afterwards was like the highlight of my (laughs) of the breakup of this split because it was like yes I'm I'm back into you know my friends I've missed these people Mm -hmm. so sorry drinking the rest of my water touch base a little bit about your most recent I mean abusive relationship I was there for a part of it but I don't again as a friend you try not to pry in on too much because if you 
do you can skew your viewpoint on that person so i just you know accept what i've been told but by all means like dig into the nitty-gritty tell me the worst tell me the deets share your story so that other women out there can maybe hear you know your surviving tactics and move forward with their Um, lives uh this one was probably about four years ago let's see if it's yeah four years ago and i was I was 22, you know, I was like fresh into being 21 or 22, I was kind of living like, you know, the, the young 20s, um, but I had met this guy um, at a bar, and he was like mutual friends with a lot of my other friends, and um, basically, like, I mean, it was weird because like we were hanging out for months and months and months, but like, we weren't official (laughs) yeah um but I mean he was like he was super awesome like we had so much fun together and um we hung out all the time we partied together and during this time I was actually in college I was going to college full-time and um I started seeing this guy and um I mean like the the sex was phenomenal this is great, and I think that's kind of, a, in a really sad way, I think that's what blinded a lot of things for me. Um, we were, we we're having sex all the time, we we're hanging out all the time, but I found out it was, he started controlling everything I do. Once again, here comes the control. Um, constantly wondering where I was at, who I was with, who I was talking to. Um, and if I didn't drop what I was doing, if I didn't take time for him, it turned into this, you know, this sob story of I don't care about him and I don't love him and, you know, maybe he should just leave me and it just, he consistently made me feel bad for not making him a priority in my life, even though I was trying to go to college full time and I was also working full time and then I was trying to just maintain a social life with my friends. And, um, and so, you know, once again, you just, you kind of get sucked into it and it sounds so pathetic, but I, it really does happen. All of a sudden they just take control over your mind and they just, they take control over it. They, they rob and you of so, it basically. Yeah. They rob you of it. And it's, it's sad. And basically, so I just noticed that we started drinking so much. Mm-hmm. And I mean, at first it was like, you know, maybe a couple beers, a couple shots here and there. And then it just like turned into consistent like drinking. Like I started noticing I was turning into an alcoholic. Um, he got me really bad into drinking where it was like we were polishing off like 30 packs a night. Holy crap. No problem. Yeah. It, it just got so bad. And to the point I was... Um, I dropped out of, like, I didn't really drop out of college, but I was just skipping classes. I wasn't even going anymore. And then, um, and then it actually, this was the first and last relationship I was in where it got physical. And um, he would get so blacked out drunk and me trying to be the doting girlfriend, I would, you know, try to help him get into bed. And he would be so blacked out and he would just start swinging at me. And just, like, into a corner, just beating my ass. Jesus. And um, 
I remember waking up and he wakes up the next morning and he's like, oh, good morning. I was like, I don't want to talk to you. And I just remember him like pulling me out of bed and just throwing me into the wall and what the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck did I do? And I'm like, look at me. Like I'm bruised and battered right now. What do you mean? What did you do? And, um, and it was, it was never his fault. It was, well, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't piss me off. And I was like, (laughs) I was trying to put you to bed. Like you were blacked out drunk on the floor. I was trying to put you to bed. And, um, yeah, it just, and he would do this like in front of his family and his family wouldn't even do anything. Like they wouldn't even bat an eye. They're just like, Oh, this is fine. Yeah, they're just like, oh, not our business. We're going to go upstairs. And I'm like, help me. <laughs> I just don't get it why um, guys sit there and they're like, well, you shouldn't have pissed me off. And it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know the snap of your fucking mood. So sorry that I don't know what's going to trigger you and what's not going to trigger you to fucking lay hands on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it got to the point where he even did it in public. We were at a bar and he flagged out on me for some reason I don't remember you know we we're drinking and um I just remember some guy saying hi to me or something and um he uh came up to the guy he goes why the fuck are you talking to my girl he goes this is your girl and he's like yeah and I was just like I, I don't know I'm just kind of I was stuck in the corner of a booth so I was like I, I'm not gonna do anything he might hit me <laughs> and uh I just remember him sliding into the booth and he just grabbed me by my face and just like got me really close to his and he's like, warned me not to ever talk to another man in his presence. Um, and this just like, this just kept going on, like, you know, the drinking and then blacking out and then the physical abuse and then not to mention just like this mental abuse of how I didn't care about him and if I did care about him, I would do A, B, and C. And it was just like, and then it didn't help because we were drinking. Then I just, I was already excessively drinking. It just caused me to drink even more. And I remember his brother-in-law at the time, like, pulled me to the side and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, why are you fucking with him? And I was like, fucking with him? He goes, not like that. And he goes, why are you even involved with him? He goes, he's a piece of shit. And I was like, I, well, I don't know, because I can fix him. You know, because I can make him better. I can fix them. Girls love projects. We love art projects and we love men that are projects. It's a fucking curse. I swear to God. Like, I love damaged men. Can't you tell? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, And he was like, and he just looked at me and he goes, run. Just turn around, leave, and don't ever come back. He goes, he goes, I like you. You're such a cool chick. You're really awesome. He goes, but this family is so fucked. He goes, I mean, I'm, I'm with his sister. He goes, and she's fucked too. He goes, just run and don't come back. He goes, this guy, he goes, you, you actually believe everything he says? And it was his brother, really, who was like, get out. It's not worth it. This guy is a fucking loser. Like, he, you're not going anywhere with him. And um, uh, he eventually got back with, like, one day we spent the night together, and then the next day I found out he got back with his baby mama, and, like, that was it. I was, like, it was weird because, like, there was a part of me where I felt so betrayed and, like, heartbroken because I really did, I I had these feelings for him, 
And I was just so upset with him. But then all of a sudden it was like, finally being away from him and being away from the situations like with the drinking and the partying and everything else. It was like, thank God. Like, you can have him, take him back. I don't <laughs> want this anymore. That's your problem, not and, mine. Uh, yeah, it's to have fun. I've, I've had enough. So, I mean, and that was the last time. And I, that's where I really put up my boundaries and my walls for any relationship I got into next. Um, yeah, just, I wasn't going to do it anymore. And so, I, and it's hard because in my family, um, there's always been abuse. And I was always that girl that said, if a man ever put his hands on me, you know, this is what I would do. And then you get put in that situation and it's so different. It is. It is so different. You're like, holy shit, did that just really happen? And it's easy to say, well, why didn't you just say, why didn't you just do this? And when someone has that much control over you, you are legitimately scared. Like, because you don't know what their next move is going to be. Exactly. And I mean, it sucks too, because it's like our court system doesn't really protect us from that because we can go and report them and stuff like that. But, you know, restraining orders are so hard to come by as a woman. And they basically need you to be dead before they're going to grant you that. So you can't leave just because you're scared that they're going to hurt you again because you're constantly worried. Like, are they going to jump me when I come out of my work and fucking end, like, my life? Are they going to, you know, go to my house and create havoc trying to get my attention because I left them? So it's a scary system we live in. And, you know, our our legal system doesn't do anything to really to protect a woman unless you are fucking dead. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's so fucking shitty, but you came out of it, you survived it, and you fucking left. And sometimes it takes having someone else kind of open your eyes and be like, you know, what are you doing here? It, it Sometimes it takes someone who you wouldn't think that you're close to but is in close proximity to the relationship to be like, what are you doing here? What are you gaining from this? Nothing. And we can see it. And that's the only time that a lot of women really can and, you know, have made that escape is someone that they didn't realize was that close in on their relationship is like, what are you doing? This is Uh fucking toxic. And I say that and I'm like the queen of ignoring red flags. I don't know why. Probably because I have so many flaws of my own. (laughs) (laughs) but mine aren't fucking mine aren't fucking crazy mine's just like you know i might wake up mad at you because in my dream you were cheating on me but not in reality (laughs) so you know my red flags are like you know different things but i'm the queen of ignoring them when they come to men like the last guy i was just with for almost a year like what almost a year i was with him and he was just like a fucking god-awful piece of shit like Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. I date I I have a knack for dating losers. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't think uh I don't think in all your past relationships that you're like, what do you think about this guy? I'm like, don't like him. Well, I mean, <laughs> the current guy that I'm seeing, I mean, he hasn't done anything horrible. We've had our disagreements, but he's not you know, so far he's the only one that a lot of people have been like, Okay, Marina, like he's decent, like Keep it out. Learn from this. But all the other people in the past, like, God, people were not supportive at all. 
And I was just like mm-hmm. stubborn and I was like, no, I like him. I want to be with him. I want to make this work. And they're like, but why? Like, what is he doing to your life, Marina? And I'm like, yeah, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the breadwinner, so think, it's fine. I think, I, think, I think military guy number one, the one you were with for like, what, eight years or something? Yeah, eight years on and off. God, he was just, he was just awful. <laughs> It was that he was. Man, I did not like him. <laughs> I know, I know, because I mean, our whole relationship started on cheating and me being the other girl, and then he invited another girl. You know, in when we were in high school and seeing each other, like he was two timing me, and then later on, you know, he got married and didn't tell me while we were still together, and it was just like God. What everyone was just like when I told them, you know, like things have ended with it. They're like, thank God. Marina, because like, what did you see? Like, I didn't get any sympathy. I just got like, thank God, Marina, like you're fucking retarded for being with this dude. And I was like, oh, okay. But like, again, (laughs) I look, I see these red flags and I'm just like, nope. And I don't think, I don't think it's um, a lot of people are like, oh, she's got mommy issues or daddy issues or whatever. And I'm like, no, no, no. My dad has been so present in my life. I got mommy issues up the ass. And I'm willing to admit it. So, like those ref- those those come out in different points in my relationships are my fucking super crazy mommy issues. But yeah, I mean, everyone has difficult relationships. I mean, I'm super glad to see that you've come out on top of some of yours. Um, what are some red flags though in the past that you've seen in relationships that lead you to like exit the relationship before it's really even began, or just like lose interest in a guy? Me personally, red flags. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, definitely um, controlling. Okay. Um, I feel like that's always been like the first one, uh, just having this sense of control over you. Um, and it starts off really little, like, who are you with? What are you doing? Right. When are you going to be home? And I mean, there's a difference where you're talking to your partner and you're going, hey, where are you at? Oh, I'm at the bar with the guys and I have a couple of drinks. Okay. Um, and then there's just like consistently over and over and over. Where are you? Well, I told you I was going here. Yeah, but where are you? Right. And when, what time do you think you're going to be home? Like, do you have an exact time? It, it gets more specific, more into details. Um, I feel like once that controlling part comes in, that's like your one red flag. Like, ooh. Um, because I mean, I understand there's respect for your partner, just like letting them know where you are, um, you know, giving them an estimation of when you'll be home. And I think that's just a respect thing. Um, but there's also just having that full control, like, look, I'm your partner, but I'm not your dog right? Uh, and I'm not your child. Like, I don't run on your time. I told you where I was at, where I was going, you know, this is kind of what's going on. And, um, um, when I'll be home, and usually it's like, okay, cool, awesome, <coughs> when you get home. Yeah. Um, but once it gets more into specific, like, they want a specific time, and they want to know who you're with, and where exactly are you at, and it, yeah, just the controlling, that's probably one of my number ones, once they start getting really wanting to just grab hold of every decision and move you make, uh, keep your eyes open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think one of mine is, um, well, I have several red flags. So I seem to date low lives or people who can't match me as a person. And I don't want to like toot my own horn or make myself sound like a better person, but like I worked really hard to get to where I'm at. And so when I see people who 
you know, slack off from their job or just take no pride in having a career, that's when I'm like, okay, like clearly we can't do anything because I'm not trying to fucking foot your bill for everything. But then um, control from a different angle of being like, um, turn on your location settings. Turn, you know, yeah. what you said you were going here and your Snapchat says that you were over here. And it's like, maybe I stopped off to fucking get some weed, bro. Like, why are you watching what I'm doing? And, you know, super duper questioning who you're hanging out with or trying to monitor it. Like when I was with the last guy, you know, I was rebuilding a friendship with Kitty Cat, who was on another one of my episodes. And, you know, her and I have had sexual relations in the past. Um, She was my first girl on girl. And I just thought it was um, weird that the guy that I was seeing was just like, well, you can't hang out with her anymore just because I'd had sex with her. And I was like, really, dude? Like, I had sex with a woman, not a man. I think that you'd be like, okay, hey, <laughs> like, do it, but I want to watch or something. But no, it was just you can't hang out with her alone. And anytime I would bring up to him that I was hanging out with her and he'd be like, well, someone else there with you? And I'm like, why does it fucking matter? Like, we're not constantly fucking. We did it one time. And then I was like, yeah, this isn't my ordeal. But, you know, controlling in that aspect of, like, who you can and cannot hang out with. And then um, my other big red flag is guys who um, want you to be monogamous to them, but they don't want to put a title And I'm not saying a title is necessary, but like, if you want my time, yeah, if Mm -hmm. if you want my attention and you want me to be solely interested in you, you better fucking, I'm not saying put a ring on it, but you better fucking put a title on it. Like make me your girlfriend because until you do that, it's fucking free game. Not trying to make myself sound like a hoe, even though I kind of come off as that, but like, you know, in if unless you tell me like, hey, we're uh, strictly seeing each other. There's no title on it yet, but like we're only seeing each other. That I can respect. But if you are telling me like, hey, you can't, you know, hang out with other dudes, but you can go and hang out with other girls. I'm like, that's a red flag, dude. You're clearly seeking attention from the other sex and not just from me. But you want me to be giving you all of my attention. So that's mm-hmm. that's something that I see. And I'm like, yep. Nope, I'm not interested. Right. Like I think, I think another one for me was um it's called gaslighting. Oh honey, and yes, the gaslight. The gaslight. Yes. Oh my gosh, where they just everything is your fault mm-hmm. and they just make you like feel like you're crazy <clears throat> and it's like everything they do wrong is like, well it's your fault. Why is it my fault? Like it, that one was another big one, just like being blamed for everything they did wrong and then being made like out that I'm crazy. Like you're crazy for thinking this. You're a psycho. It's like, no, you should just follow the first rule of the relationship, which is like, don't cheat on me. Exactly. Basic rule. (laughs) And like, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying I'm like the angel of no cheating because I've definitely had my discretions and stuff like that. But like, I've been, I've been gaslit. I mean, I was with that guy that I was, you know, at a club situation Uh and he was just like, he was older than me, way older than me, like the same age as my father, which was a little bit, you know, silver foxes, but he wasn't silver and he wasn't a fox. He was just an old man. (laughs) 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 But 
you know, like the whole time I was with him, it was like, if I was frustrated about something, it was my fault. And if I voiced a, you know, something that happened in my life outside of the relationship and I was dissatisfied with it, it was Marina, you're fucking crazy for even thinking that. And I'm like, why are you? And then when I, you know, why are you putting that on me? And then as I became friends with all of his ex-girlfriends and even his ex-wife, it became present to me that like, this is who he is. He gaslights the ever living shit out of the females in his life. And then he wants to sit there and pretend like he did nothing to make that relationship tank. And I'm like, dude, that was all on you. Like, had you not made me feel and question my every single move, we would still be fine. But you were just so strung up on you constantly being the good guy that you wouldn't take responsibility for your own faults. And I couldn't do it. He also had dentures. Uh And I mean, the main reason I broke up with him (laughs) was because A, it wasn't a healthy relationship. And B, we were like having sex one day and I didn't know that he had dentures and his dentures fell out and like landed on my face. And that was game over for me. Like, (laughs) I was so... Like That's the most beautiful image I've ever had. Uh, like, people will post and they'll be like, tell your sex horror stories. And I'm like, yeah, I fucked this dude one time and his dentures fell on my face. I broke up with him. Like, he left my house and probably got 20 minutes away. And I was like, yeah, we can't see each other anymore. I lose my number. Your dentures landed on my face. And I just got so turned off by you as a person because, like, dude, suck it back in. I don't care what vacuum force you got to use with your mouth. Don't let your teeth hit me in the face. It's weird. It's weird. Weird. <laughs> it's fucking weird, dude. Where the weirdest shit always happens to you. I know. That's. I mean, oh my God. that's why I kind of Some proceeded of the with doing this. I hear from you. It's just even on your other podcast. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I remember that story. Yeah, I remember that story. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, for the longest time, a lot of my friends were like, "Oh my gosh, Marina must be elaborating on some of her sex stories." And I'm like, "No, no, no! By God, all means." Hit up some of my friends that were there. (laughs) They, they, that really happened. Yeah, you're like, no, 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 that really happened. Marina really does live an interesting sex life. So, like, don't question her. Trust me, one day you'll be caught in the middle of one of them and you're going to be like, oh my God, she truly does live like a sitcom of sex. So, let it roll. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sex adventures are just so interesting, you guys. You gotta, gotta roll with the punches. Let things just happen naturally. I mean, it is what it is. I'm actually talking to one of my friends that I knew in college and um, was informing them about my podcast. And uh, they were just like, oh my gosh, Marina, like you're the perfect person to have this kind of a podcast because you do truly have some of the most interesting sex stories. And I have such a good view on sex as well as it like shouldn't be so weird to talk about. I mean, it's like, what is it? It's it's like the most common language. It's it's a universal language. It's sex. Everyone knows it. Everyone does it. Unless you're like a, a monk or a nun, you fucking, you fuck. Doesn't matter how you do it, but you do it. <laughs> so rant over it's there. You talk about it like, so naturally; it's refreshing, and it is refreshing. Well, because I mean, guys have this forum; they buddy buddy with their friends. And I was making this point too. I was like, guys can sit there and fuck three girls in one day and be called the man, but what do you call a girl who does that? Like, you know, who fucks three dudes in one day? She's suddenly a slut. No, 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 honey, 
you're a, you're the fucking woman in my opinion. Like, good for you. Good for you. Healthy sexual appetite. Exactly. <laughs> it's perfectly fucking normal. Like, you want to go out there and do things. And monogamy isn't always everyone's, you know, cup of tea. So however you do it, I support it by all means. Get your uh, get your rocks off. I'm not going to judge you. I think it's <laughs> it's interesting. So tell me a little bit. I mean, we've gone over your abusive relationships, but how have like those past relationships paved the way for like a healthy one? Because you're in a pretty healthy one with Boston Boy right now. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, I it, well, I mean, before me and Boston got together, um. Just for everyone's information, that is not his real name. No, no, no. That's We're just calling him called. Boston Boy because he's from Boston. He's from Boston. Um, before I had gotten with him, you know, I'd been in another relationship that I was in um, for six years, and obviously there's some off and on. Um, but uh, yeah, after just dealing with the abusive relationships and then the one I was in for like six, seven years, um, I just kind of. I knew what I wanted out of a relationship and I was like, you know, at the time I was 24 and, um, yeah, I was 24. Oh my God, how old am I? <laughs> <laughs> I was 24. Yeah. And, uh, I, a lot of people are like, when you're young, you're in your twenties, this is your prime, have fun. And I was definitely like in that middle stage where I was like, yeah, I'm in my twenties and I want to have fun. But I really am ready to meet someone who wants to, like, experience life together and have mm-hmm. fun with me. Um, because I am such a social butterfly and I love being with people. And I'm not saying having a man is my my one thing to happiness. But I do want to experience and share life with someone and have fun with them. You want to um, have memories with but, a person, not with multiple. Yeah. And so me and him met. And uh, we met at a bar. Okay. That and, seems to be um, where you pick guys up. I'm taking notes yeah, here. Yeah, I, <laughs> I do. I do pick up guys at a bar. Um, we met at a bar, and he had complimented my – well, I get compliments on my tattoos. Um, <laughs> he complimented a tattoo I have on my arm. And uh, that led to us having, like, a full-blown, like, four-hour conversation. And um, – I, like, I still remember the first time I saw him walk in the bar, and I just thought he was so fucking cute. I was just like, oh, my gosh, he is so pretty, and I'm going to talk to him tonight. That was, like, my mission. Uh, So, you know, we met, and we talked for, like, four hours, and then, um, you know, the night ended, and we went our separate ways, and I was telling my girlfriend about him, I was like, hey, did you meet, you know, so-and-so's friend? for two and I was like Boston he's from Boston that's where everyone calls him and she's like no and the thing was is like yes there was a physical attraction I, I found him very attractive um but it wasn't like I wanted to jump his bones right there right then and there um just like his mind and his intellect was so fascinating to me he's he's very smart he's very knowledgeable and I think that's what really caught my eye and my attention um, and I just wanted to keep talking to him because I thought he was a really cool, interesting person. And, um, me and him became best friends after that. Like we were best friends. We were bar drinking buddies. Like we'd meet up for drinks and, you know, anytime we saw each other, we were just glued to the hip and we were best friends for like eight months. And, um, 
And I remember one night I was at his house and we had all been partying and um, I was like, well, I'm not driving home. I'm going to stay here. And he offered me, you know, let me sleep in his bed. And um, With him or without him? With him. Yes. (laughs) And um, funny enough, like I ended up like staying the whole weekend. And it was funny because like the first two nights, nothing happened. Okay. Like we did not have sex. Um, There was like no foreplay, nothing. Um, He just had that much respect for me. He was like, you know, I'm not going to push you to do anything that you don't want to do. And he, at the time, you know, he was kind of, like, focusing on himself. And he wasn't, like, really trying to jump into a relationship or anything. And uh, he hadn't been with, like, in a relationship, you know, for, like, two years. So he was just kind of, like, doing him for a minute. Mm -hmm. And um, eventually the third night, yes, like, his third night shit went down, like, finally. I was like, oh, finally, I've been waiting eight months for this. Right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like, just kind of pretty much went from, like, making out, and he was just, like, fuck this, and then just, like, went down on me, and I was, like, fuck yes! Like, yes! The pussy-eating like, is a key! <laughs> and, uh, and then we were actually, we were hanging out, having adult sleepovers for, like, a month. Adult sleepovers? And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess you could call it an adult sleepover, but, yep. <laughs> yes, an, an adult sleepover. And, um... Uh, my mom kept wanting to meet him, and I was like, no, mom, like, I'm not ready to meet him. She's like, why? And I was like, because, like, it's, we're not even together. Right. And, <laughs> and she goes, well, what do you mean you're not together? I was like, we're fucking, mom. We're sleeping together. And she's like, oh, my God. And I was like, well, you kept pushing the question. Right. We're not together. We're just sleeping together. <laughs> and I uh, know there's just, like, one night we were hanging out, me and him, and he was, like, in the middle of a conversation. He goes, you know, blah, blah, blah. That was we were together and I was like wait we're together and he's like yes we are together you are mine I am yours we're gonna do this thing I was like okay you're like an invite would have been nice but okay no I'm kidding (laughs) um but I mean me and him honestly um it's been a freaking awesome beautiful great relationship um he is older than me he's like just shy of 11 years older than me okay um it's better than my guy who was 27 years older than me but okay (laughs) (laughs) i mean but i've always like had a thing for older guys like even when i was younger like you know 2019 like i always had a thing for older guys but that's probably that stems from my daddy issues right Um, even though me and him have a great relationship now but i have not so much um but yeah, I always had things for all the guys. But like me and uh, me and Boston, it's it's an awesome relationship. We have so much fun together. Like people don't know if we're in a relationship or if we're best friends. Well, and that's how it and, should be. Um, I mean, your relationship with mm-hmm. your partner, you should be best friends. That's your confidant. That's your person that you lean mm-hmm. on. You can show that oh, you're yeah. in a relationship, but it should be more like people are like, are they just really good friends, or are they like boning behind closed doors? And you're like, both, both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep you guessing. Yeah, but, I'm gonna um, keep you guessing. No, and it's it's been a great relationship. You know, he's been in his relationship, other than mine, and we know each other's demons. We know each other's you know secrets, and but we've been through relationships, you know, abusive on both sides, and so we just we know how to communicate with each other, and we know how to make things work, and we know where our boundaries lie with each other, and yeah. You know, for anyone out there that is 
or was in a relationship, there is, as Marina likes to say, a sunshine at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> that was just, I just wasn't thinking, but yeah, sunshine at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> there is, and um, you will find your Boston, I promise. <laughs> you will. I mean, like, and I've met your... I've met some of your um, boyfriends in the past. I mean, I met douchebag, and I still think he's a fucking low-life douchebag. So if you ever listen to this, homie, you're still a piece of shit. Um, and then, you know, the guy that you were with for, like, six years, I met him and whatnot. And I didn't really have any, like, feelings towards him. I just thought he was a quiet guy that you were interested in. But, you know, I was there through the rocky parts of your relationship, like, as things were teetering towards the end. Um, but I had the pleasure of meeting Boston over the summer last year. And I mean, he, this guy, you guys like to give her man the boast that he needs. He ate some bad oysters and I'm being legit. He ate some bad <laughs> oysters and he threw up multiple times. And this guy still had his party pants on and carried on through Seattle with me and his girlfriend, as I threw up in the bushes outside of a bar, as we went to, like, we probably walked, like, six miles throughout Seattle to go bar hopping. And he just had a <laughs> smile on his face the whole fucking time. And he was such a pleasure. So, I mean, I like him for you. I think he's a good fit for you. And I, I mean, I'm excited to see where your guys' things go. And God forbid, I mean, not God forbid, like... God almighty, please let it happen. They one day get married. Like I'll be there in their audience supporting them and giving them all the love because he's a real trooper. In like, the audience, you're in the wedding, stupid. Yay! I mean, I didn't want to be like the assumption, but I'm like, yes, I want to be in the wedding. I want to be there like, you know, cheering them on as they walk down the aisle like, yeah, dude, you're going to fuck that pussy forever. Forever. That's the only pussy you get. <laughs> oh, man. So, I mean, he's a good guy, oh. and I love that you, you know, you've been like the phoenix and you rose from the ashes of these horrible relationships. And I mean, I know that the guy you were with for six years wasn't horrible to you, but he wasn't like, you know, the most healthy relationship for you. So to see you move on to something better, I mean, that makes me so happy. And I know that you wish the best for him, but like, I'm so glad that you met the guy that you're with. And I mean, he's cheered you on through uh, your new career choice of becoming a massage therapist. He's cheered you on through, you know, a move. I mean, you guys moved, what, three times together? Two times? Uh, two big times. Yeah. Times. So, yeah, three times. But yeah, like yeah, he's, the, last, the last two were... Oh. He's, he's yeah, cheered you the break. fuck on. He is like, he's stuck by your side. And a lot of guys, you know, when they get into stressful situations with a girl, they see their true colors and they're like, wow, you don't handle stress very well. And I'm just like becoming uninterested in you as a person. And it's like, no, he kept the interest. He kept being like, no, no, no. This is just a, a hiccup in the road. So I'm so glad that you, you know, again, Phoenix from the ashes, you rose, you found yourself a guy that is encouraging you to be the person that I've always loved you to be and uh I, yeah. I loved meeting him and I hope I can meet him more because he was such a fucking fun character I really enjoyed oh him. yeah he's that boy can party uh, yeah like when I met when I met him like he's like from you know Boston he's like from like Project Boston so he was like this hardcore city boy and I'm, like, this small little country girl, like, small town girl. I'm not really country, just a small town girl, but, like, 
I was like, oh man, he's from the city. He's probably a huge player. And it's like the complete opposite. Like he looks kind of like mean. He looks intimidating as fuck. A little intimidating. Yeah, intimidating as fuck. And just kind of like hard because he just like grew up in that environment. But he's like the sweetest thing ever. He's so nice. (laughs) He's just such a big love bug. And he's fucking great. He's awesome. Fucking love that guy. He's he's a real trooper, and I'm just so happy that you guys are together, and I look forward to the many, many years to come, and all the beautiful things that'll start happening with you guys, and mm-hmm. it just makes me so happy. Well, I have yet to meet your guy, too, so <laughs> that's going to be fun, I hope, I think. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think it would be. I mean, um, yeah, we'd see. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying like anyway. To, whenever I have to introduce Morgan and I go, listen. So meeting. <laughs> this is Maria. They're like, yeah, and I'm like, she is a force to be reckoned with. Maria yeah. is a, a Maria is a particular species. Um, she's like she's like uh, sometimes a wine, and uh, some people like it and some people don't. Exactly, yeah, it's a particular taste you need to have when you meet Maria. They're like. Okay, and then they meet Marina, and they go, "Yeah, I totally got what you meant." Yeah, yeah no, I get that. it. I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> it's funny because a lot of people like, are like, "I love her." People are like, "You're either gonna love Marina or you're gonna hate Marina." And I have never met someone that's been like, "I hate Marina." People are always like, "You're a bit much, and you come off a little bit strong, but also you make it fun." And I'm like, "That's exactly what I go for." Like, yeah. <laughs> I like to break down your barriers. Like, I'm going to ask you weird like, questions. Like, Marina is a particular taste. Mm-hmm. Um, not it's for some, it's not for all. But um, she's definitely for me. I, I love it. I love the taste. Exactly. Um, and, I, like, fun. again, I've never met someone who's been like, I don't, I don't like Marina. I've just met people who are like, I can only hang out with you in small doses. But every time I do hang out with you, I don't regret it. You might have a three-day hangover after hanging out with me. But oh, it Lord, was fun. <sighs> it's always a fun adventure but one day hopefully you'll meet the guy that I'm seeing and you know things will be okay I'm not gonna rush it I tried to do that it almost backfired I'm just gonna take things slowly see where things go we're in the middle of a freaking pandemic so I'm really not gonna push things too hard I'm gonna let things go at their own pace but hopefully, once they lift all these travel bans, we can all get together for a little party. Little, yes, little I want to come up to Seattle. Yes, Queen. That would be so much fun. <laughs> well, guys, we've hit about the end of our subjects here. And it was a pleasure having you on, my lady. Um, oh, thank you so much. I had so much fun. It's always fun. And I try to make these things just so welcoming to anyone who's going to be on them. And I try and make it, you know fun and entertaining and I was trying to tell her like if she was actually here I would have poured her a glass of wine we would have smoked a blunt we would have talked and like been face to face but we had to do it over the phone but you guys um thanks for continuing to listen I have so many more fun episodes coming up uh I'm gonna keep doing this I'm gonna be working from home for the next 90 days so I'm gonna have to get creative with my content to keep things going and getting people's mind off of this crazy world that we live in but um Listen for me. I'm going to be guesting on a podcast called Real People or Real Ass People's Entertainment. 
Um, we're recording that tonight and he's going to drop it soon. And then I'm going to have him as a guest next week to just, you know, take things from a man's perspective and really break down the woman versus man's, um, viewpoint on sex and being openly sexual. So keep your, keep your eyes out for that one and definitely go follow it if you're looking for some controversial, uh, podcast to listen to, but Everyone stay safe. Again, go follow my Instagram. It's I underscore peg underscore your underscore pardon. And um, I'm going to be partnering up with someone to do a free giveaway. They will be mailing it, but it will be on there to um, do a poll. And the person who answers the question correctly will be getting the free product. I can't disclose who it is just yet or what it is just yet, but you'll see. It'll be dropped uh, probably tomorrow, so keep your eyes peeled, my little babies. And, um, yeah, everyone stay safe. Erica, it's always been a blast to have you on, and I hope that we'll have you on in the future as well. Yes, absolutely. I would love to. Perfect. Well, I love you guys, and uh, stay tuned for many, many more.